Hello, everybody. It's Timmy Gibson here with you for The Timmy Gibson Show. Today's episode is a fantastic conversation that I had with a, a new good friend of mine, Will O'Keefe, entertainer, piano player, singer, actor extraordinaire, drummer, percussionist. This guy is amazing. Performed on Broadway even. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to come on here real quick just to tell you, you're going to want to buckle up, grab yourself a glass of wine, grab yourself a cup of coffee, grab yourself a fat cigar, something, and put the old earbuds in and listen to a really, really uh, intriguing conversation with my good friend, Will O'Keefe. Hello there. Ladies and gentlemen, Will O'Keefe. <laughs> How I love you doing, it. man? What's going on, man? Good morning. Uh, good morning to you too, brother. I'm actually just uh, peeking out my, my beautiful window here, and fall is my favorite favorite time of year, hands yeah. down. Favorite time of year. I think the, the colors and the smells I got out of my car yesterday, um, I forget where I was, but at a park, I think, got out of my car, and I was just like, oh, smell that, just, I don't know, it's something about the falling leaves, maybe, I don't know what, it's just a beautiful fall smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was driving to Iowa, and when I was driving up there, I had one of those moments where we are just seeing the last of the colors before all the leaves, like, fall off and die, and yeah. it just took a moment to just just enjoy that. I love, yes. I, I love the change of colors. I, I, I lived in Florida for, like, 11 years so they don't have much fall or spring there it's just i love i love being in the midwest during fall yeah yeah i do too <laughs> i i i took a trip uh last year i took my kiddos up to the new england states which was my first trip ever to the new england states okay. and unfortunately and unfortunately it was a beautiful trip absolutely amazing i have a uh, for whatever reason, I have a real intrigue. I'm intrigued by lighthouses. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we did, you know, looked at, went on a little mini lighthouse tour, but uh, up along the coast there, I mean, it's so beautiful. And we were there just before fall. So it was like the kind of the end of summer. So there was like an ever so slight, like in my mind, I thought, oh, if we were here, like, in 30 days, this would be perfect. You yeah. know, that's everybody says, you know, the, the New England states in the in the fall, autumn time, is just unbelievable. But frankly, I mean, I'll be honest, Kansas City's, I mean, it's pretty here too, actually. It's pretty stunning. Yeah, I remember you mentioning you wanted to go to Martha's Vineyard that's and check dream. that out during during the fall. That would be, that'd be perfect. Oh my gosh, yeah. 2021. <laughs> yes, for real. Like 2021 is going to be the year of travel. So I'm ready. Right. Gosh. I'm hoping there's many more stories to go with our travels. Uh, absolutely, brother. <laughs> so tell me. Um, so a couple things, I guess. Let's get some of the, yeah. the introduction stuff out of the way so people can know who you are. Uh, of course, Willow Keith. Uh, is it Keith? It's actually Willow Keith. Will O'Keefe. Yeah. OK, Willow Keith. Uh, entertainer, piano player, DJ singer songwriter i would assume i mean what, what what all do you do in the entertainment business and with that um where's your uh what's your how'd you get into this business how'd you get into the piano and singing and all that 
it's such a it's such a crazy musical journey that's pivoted so many times. What I do is uh, think like piano bars. If you've ever been to a piano bar, that kind of entertainment where the guests of the event write down anything from Brown Eyed Girl to Lizzo, and us as entertainers have to play it on the piano and sing it. Oh, sometimes man. with a drummer, sometimes alone, sometimes with a partner that's on another piano. Uh, so now what I do is that for private events. Okay. That for weddings, corporate events, fundraisers, as well as doing the bar scenes as well. You know, there's like a sure. public venue looking for that kind of entertainment. Uh, but yeah, I started a long time ago back in middle school as a drummer, percussionist. Went to school for music to be a music education you know, teacher, okay. uh, music, music education teacher. <laughs> That's really, that was your initial plan? <laughs> that, that music education teacher, it's just funny. Yeah, that was uh, my plan, though. Like, all my <laughs> sisters were in music. I loved my music teachers. Uh, I wanted that. And then uh, went to school for music, for percussion. I toured with Broadway in 2013 doing Elf the Musical and did a lot of oh regional theater gosh. after that. And then when I finished with all, like, I, I just wasn't, I wasn't doing what I, like, I, I knew that there was a pivot that was needed to make this sure. a, a living uh, because to make it as a drummer a living is just like very, very hard, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but to play chords and sing, you know, I enjoyed singing and I knew sure. the basics of piano because it was similar to bells or marimba. So I made the pivot in 20, 2014. Now we're, uh, um, what was it? 2014, 2016 was when I switched over. So we're four years in now. Wow. So yeah, self-taught? Almost, almost, so you learn a little bit of piano through like through high school and college, but I never really paid much attention. Yeah I, yeah, I always had it in the back of my mind. I even would say it once in a while. I wasn't going to be a professional pianist, so I don't need to worry about this. I'm going to be a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now I'm just like, stupid, Will. You should, you should have paid attention to class. <laughs> yeah. So now did you, yeah. were your parents musical? My mom was was musical, like in high school. She was part of the marching band, but she's much more artistic uh, than like she, I never hear her sing. I never hear her play an instrument. But all my sisters, I have five sisters, and four of them are older than Whoa. me, and they all played instruments. So I just, of course, wanted to follow in their in their steps. Yeah, are any of them professional musicians as well? Or no, no, none of them pursued it after college. Well, so you wanted to be like them. They all left the music industry and you're still in it. <laughs> yeah, I just I just didn't learn. Really, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think there's uh, this is there, there's a TED talk on I think it's entitled how create how school kills creativity, I think. Well, um, and and the, the guy's name is skipping my mind right now. Um, it, but it, it will definitely come to me. And if you searched in YouTube and just said top TED Talks, top most popular TED Talks, uh, uh, his is one of the one of the top ones. And anyway, he talks about how he feels, and I agree, uh, that the arts need to be uh, more elevated as uh, with kids than, than they are. In other words, you know, what we say to kids is, Hey, no, you can paint as a hobby, but don't try to do that as a full-time job that, that won't, yeah. you know, or don't play that yeah. instrument. Like that could just be something that you do for your own fun, but don't yeah. try to make a career of it. <laughs> and, you know, and I, 
that's I guess that's true for some. You know, some people can really dream yeah. to do something, but they're they just don't they're not good enough to do that, or they're yeah. not willing to practice to become that good. I don't know, but yeah. I think it should be encouraged more uh, for kids to to explore what their you know what the what their art might be. That's just me. Yeah. Though. I've seen I've seen the broad like spectrum. I've seen the people that have been mentors to me throughout the years, uh, like decades long mentors that I'm still like I still rely on. Uh, those kind of people are the people that got me through, and I make a living completely off of playing music now. Uh, that's and, and so that's awesome. Like, yeah, and that's with like taking care of my health insurance, taking care of putting money into savings. All of that is done with music. So I've gotten there now. And I wouldn't have gotten there without the mentors and the people that were supporting. But I also had mentors and people, you know, that supported me that at some point in time said those exact words. They were just like, maybe you shouldn't do, like, you should, with, with your, like, character, maybe you should be a lawyer. Maybe you right. should be, a, you know, some, some, something that uses your character and makes you a crap ton of money. And and if I listened, I, I thought about that for a long time. And I, I just, I don't have the patience to read through books. So that would not work. So I proceed. Yeah, gosh. You know, and the reality is, I mean, and you know this, but, you know, money doesn't make you happy. No. Uh, now, it's nice. Like I like it. I want you know, and I want more of it. I mean, there's no. I'll tell you. I I heard this. I heard this in one book. It may have been David Ramsey's Total Money Makeover, and he said, "Money does not make you happy, but there is a level of money that you need (laughs) to be making that will (laughs) enable you to have happiness. Because like, if you're not paying the bills and you're falling behind, like, you just need enough money to cover that. Yes, have that." Then everything else is up to you. You're having a that's <laughs> There's a there's actually a I think there was a book or or a study called the Happiness Project, and they okay. actually determined that there is a certain amount of money where people are the happiest. And I and I could be wrong on this number, but yeah, I'm getting this roughly correct. Somewhere between fifty thousand a year and eighty thousand a year. Now, depending on where you live, right, I'm sure the higher number would be if you live, you know, East Coast, West Coast or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and here and here in you know, Kansas City, the cost of living is a little bit less. But, yeah, th- there's somewhere between that 50 to 80, which is, isn't excessive, even 80. It's like 80 is not all that much money really either. Now, to some people, it would be. Uh, but 80 mm-hmm. is not that much. But it's like he said the same thing you said, the project uh, – the results were from the surveys that you need it. You need enough to, to make, you know, make a living and supply for yourself and those that you are responsible to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, too much, then there's those worries of, of, you know, caring and not losing all that and the responsibility of it. And then, like you said, not enough where you can't, you can't oh, eat, geez. you can't live. Yeah. That would be, that'd be a struggle. That would definitely be challenging to your happiness. <laughs> If you can't pay your bills, but no, money. Uh, to the, that's the long-winded explanation for money does not buy happiness. I agree. No, yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. So, so at a young age, you decided to start drumming. Mm-hmm. Got to Broadway, so that's awesome on the resume that you played on yeah. Broadway. That's so I, that's yeah, a dream I, of so many. I played a, a national tour. So on, so there's two different um, two different ways you can perform professionally. 
those shows that go around, like Phantom of the Opera and Lion King. There's on right. Broadway, which are the people that live in New York that do it nine to five. Like they, like they do it every every day. And right. the national tours, there's union and non-union. Uh, so I was one, on one one of those tours, and man, yeah, it it was it was such a a surreal experience because at the time I was working full time at Panera Bread, playing as much regional theater as I could in Orlando, Florida, and I just finished like a like a nine or ten hour shift. <laughs> I smell like bagels. <laughs> I have a large margarita <laughs> in my hand, and I get a fuck a fucking random phone call, and I answer it, and they're like, "Hey, this is a." Uh, Networks production, we wanted to see if you'd be interested in going on the tour of Elf the Musical with us. And I was like, Yeah. You're like, fuck yes. <laughs> Will Farrell gonna be there? Yeah, yeah I was like, see, when do I leave? Oh, three weeks? Yeah, okay, I'll be there. It was very surreal. And the whole whole tour, that's what really like sparked in my head, like this performing. And uh, getting paid well enough to, you know, make a living off of entertaining. Uh, there was so much to it. Seeing, seeing the kids, like, light up every time Santa started flying. And me playing the music and watching it and seeing, like, the, just that experience. Ah, it it just, that moved me to knowing I wanted to make experiences musically. And I wanted to do that for a living. That's where my heart was. And if I can make enough money to pay the bills and get me to that level of happiness, bada bing, bada boom. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, uh, what people don't know listening to this podcast is you and I are, are kind of a new, uh, new friendship, a new budding friendship or whatever. And I met you over uh, noodles. Did uh, what was that uh, place we met there with the yeah. group? Yeah, we met at Ramen. Um, I can't ramen. Yeah, it was Ramen over in Westport, right off of uh, yeah, Westport and. I say Broadway. Yeah, I Broadway. Yeah. I can't remember I the name of the. <laughs> but it was like several wedding vendors. You know, there was some videographers there, some photographers there. There was a suit maker there. Yeah, uh, you were there, and of course, uh, Mike, the photographer. And uh, yeah, it was just a cool little little group. And um, you know, uh, met you, and and I could tell that you were an entertainer. Just <laughs> just your personality. I was like, he's an entertainer of some sort. Um, and then of course, you know, we got to chit chatting and, and saw some, I was like, Oh my gosh, like you played at Willow Creek out in, um, Chicago and I'm familiar with that place. And anyway, that, that began the, the conversation, but, uh, yeah, I've been, I was, I was clearly convinced that you were an entertainer. And then of course I got the, the chance to, I think it was the blue moose or somewhere out in, uh, mm-hmm. wherever that was Lee summit and, uh, hear you, uh, play and, and tear it up and. And I was super impressed. I was like, dang, this guy's, he's like actually really good. <laughs> and <laughs> well, so, thank you very yeah, much. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I would uh, obviously encourage you to always pursue your dream of entertainment because you, you do a great job at it. Thank so you. with piano versus drums is, is, is our drums like that's a thing of the past you've left that so <laughs> is that like a bad breakup or do you still like drums? Do you do it more, or? Uh, drums are a very very bittersweet sad parting uh, because i still have all of my drums I, and i got these beautiful drums i was i was invited to the crush warehouse to pick out the shells I fell in love oh. with this this white and green shimmery drum set. It has like a green stripe on like a 
like a cream. That's so it's so wonderful. And it was perfect for elf because it was it was like the elf oh colors for gosh. a holiday. So yeah. I picked up those shells. They're still in their hard cases in my basement. All my symbols are super nice. Uh, I'm not gonna go into so like all the details, but like the mallets and drumsticks I have. There's like a grand worth of just mallets and and my sticks down there. Wow. It's just crazy. So all that stuff though is super loud. And this is my second year living in Kansas. I didn't yeah. move right into a house. I moved into a townhouse. And I have two families, oh. one to each side of where I'm living. So it's been that way for the last few years where those drums have just sat inside their cases because I respect my neighbors. And I don't want them to right. <laughs> Someday. You don't want to be hauled off to jail. Yeah. 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 Oh, they would hate. I, I would just hate to like interrupt nap time for the kids. Or, or anything like that, you know. So, um, sure. So those sit in their cases. Someday, I'll uh, I'll be self sufficient enough here in Kansas City that I'll have a house and I'll have a music room where I can set up my drum set, and it will be glorious. We'll be reunited, me and my love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's gonna be great. It's, uh... it's the motivation. So I'm just curious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm curious. Are the the drum set sounds like the the perfect elf drum set? Now, is yeah. this something the production bought for you, or is this something that you had to you had to purchase and bring to the table? No, I had a drum set at the time, but it was a very uh, it was a very uh, beginner drum set, you know, I, because I wasn't really a drummer; I was more of a percussionist. Uh, and this this gig for Elf was drums and percussion, so I fell in just uh -huh. right. Um, so at that time, I just knew that if I, if I was going to bring a good product to a, a national Broadway tour, I should probably invest in a decent kit. And, and my best friend still to this day, Kevin Connolly, he is a full-time drummer or was, unfortunately, because uh, of this whole COVID thing, uh, Blue Man Group shut down, but he's been a full-time drummer with them for 14 years, 15 years. I might have that number wrong. Uh, he's the person that got me partnered up with Crush, and then I was able to go over oh. there, buy buy my own kit, and and pick it all out. It was pretty wow. They took, they, so it's like a custom kit, then. Yeah, yeah. They took great care of me there. They they really like. I got to pick out the hi hat stand, the bass drum pedals, like absolutely everything. I I was there. And, wow. Yeah, it's pretty. I was a cool experience. And this was like this is yeah. like ten years ago. It's amazing to think about that. Like this this happened so long ago. This was. I toured in 2013, which means I uh, I started dueling in 20, 2016. That's what it was. Okay. Cool. Yeah, isn't that fascinating with drums? I mean, I'm sure there's technology advances, especially when you get into electric drum sets, of yeah. course, which I know real, quote unquote, real drummers usually don't like. They like the acoustic, um, which I can understand that. It'd be like playing a, yeah, anyway, I, I totally understand that. Um, at least the drummers I know, they're like, you know, when you say electric drums, yeah. they like roll their eyes. Uh, but, you know, of course, with electric drum set, of course, there's a lot of advancements in technology and it's there, you know, you can turn them down if need be. There's a lot of challenges, I think, with acoustic, at least my history or my my understanding of it is sometimes, you know, the drum shields and trying to do everything you can to tone down the drums and and uh, not make them overpowering everything else where it's a drum show when it's not supposed to be a drum show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, so. and I think that's a huge testament one to Yes. Sometimes in a room you need electronic drums, like just sign, sale, deliver, done and done. But also like my best drummers here in Kansas city that I work with, they can work almost any room. I can guarantee it. 
and not have volume complaints because they're so good. They have that, that control. They can either switch sticks yeah. or they can just control their dynamics so well to still give that authentic feel and sound. Um, but that, that takes mastery, you know, like everybody can play drums yeah. loud. You know, the, the masters can play it. Quiet and they could, it just, it's, it's pretty rad. I, I have the most respect for my drummers here. Yeah. That's so cool. So you are, where are you from originally? Like, where were you born? Yeah. You grew up? Where'd you go to high school? All that. Born and raised in Poughkeepsie, New York. Uh, and I went to school there. I went freshman and sophomore year, Arlington High School. And then junior year, I moved to Tampa, Florida. My, my family moved over there for my dad's job with Verizon. Um, oddly enough, not, ironically enough. The following year, he was laid off from Verizon, so that move was oh, <laughs> kind of comical. <laughs> uh, but I finished off high school there. Went from a really great school for music. You know, that whole program of music in New York was just, for, to this day, just top notch. Amazing. The people that work in that music uh, from like middle school to high school, they just have such a solid feeder, amazing program. And then I went from that to Florida, which was just a brand new person out of college <laughs> you're working on my broken equipment that's just held together by like shoelaces <laughs> it was just a culture shock so I, I made the switch wow. from from drumming and I, I focused more on acting i did the musicals and the plays and, and i was actually an actor back then <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, now that part I didn't know. That's cool. Yeah, and then um went to school still in Florida for, you know, music education. Okay. That's my Yeah, have you ever had a, a dream of, of pursuing uh, acting or that's has that not really been your sweet spot? You know, I have a like a soft part of real estate in my heart for acting. And I think I think in the next 5 years I can get to a place where I do it for fun. Where like I I uh, I auditioned for community theaters, you know, nothing where I make money. Yeah, just like you know, go and do like Jekyll and Hyde, or do you know some kind of show like that? It would just be such a fun thing for me. Uh, at this at okay, this point, so, no, it, it's such a time commitment that yeah. would not align with my five year goals. Right. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's my commitment. I'm going to make this publicly on my podcast here. Let's with you. do this. So it's on my bucket list to to at least audition right you know whether you make it or not that, that's out of your hands but i have wanted to do music musical theater just because um you know i can sing uh, i i can dance somewhat yeah. like you know in other words i'm i'm adept on those things and i have um yeah so i'm putting it out there that maybe when auditions wake back up here in kansas city i, I think there's sometime between february and april is what i've heard yeah. If they do that, man, I'd love to go go to some tryouts with you. If, if you're going to try out, or at least I'm going to do it, I want to just try out at least and just see if, if I can audition and, and even get considered. Even if they said, hey, you're not going to, you can't make this one, but come back next time. That'd be cool just to even say I did it. Dude, if, if you're serious about that, we need to pick some audition pieces. I'd say two 30-second pieces. And uh, I'll learn them on piano because you'll need piano music for or a recording. Yep. Uh, we'll work up. Yep. We'll work up some audition pieces. That way, when the seriously when let's come, do it. When it come, that way, when the auditions come up, and they're like, "Oh, that's my audition next week," you're like, "I yeah. got this shit." 
We're good. No, like for real. Yeah. Let's do that for sure. I think I, I definitely want to do it. I as think a, I still remember my audition pieces. That'd be fun. <laughs> that would. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's something. Let's do that. I'll, for I'll sure. go audition for sure with you, and then I'll just I'll turn down the part. Yeah. No, no, I want I want you to get the part if you can. But I I just I think just the auditioning. uh, Yeah, you and I have a similar journey in the sense of I I didn't I'm not a musician, but I can I can sing. But I traveled when I was in college. I was in a quartet. So I was raised very religious. So I went to seminary and all that, which all my listeners know my story. But when I was in seminary, I. actually auditioned for a group that really me and some friends kind of put together and then auditioned for the role that I was going to play. I ended up, I was the lead singer, um, for the, the quartet, but I mean, it was like, it's an old, it was a gospel quartet. Um, four voices. And I'll send you the link. Yeah. So, uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we had four voices. Uh, yeah. We had a, a pianist that she was unbelievable on the piano, yeah. like unbelievable. Yeah. This girl was so gifted. And uh, yeah, we traveled all over. I traveled through Chicago and Florida and wow. Texas, Oklahoma. We sang in so churches awesome. on Sunday morning. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. That's something I haven't told you. But yeah, yeah. There's actually a YouTube video of me singing with a, not that quartet, but another quartet that I put together. Um, it's on YouTube. It's got like 5,000 views. I'll send you the link and you can you can hear me. Hear me sing. Dude, dude, I gotta <laughs> I gotta teach you a few chords in the piano. Because in the next five years yeah. I wanna open up a piano bar and you'll be one of my pianists. If you're a singer, dude, just learn a few chords I, if you already know third like 30 songs. It's it's simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'd love it, man. I'd love it. I've I've always loved singing. I've always now I don't have the kind of voice that, you know, when like an uh, Christina Aguilera, right? Or somebody, I can't even think of who else, but like someone, when you hear him sing, you're just like, oh my God, that is your calling. Yeah. yeah. Like you should do yeah. that. Like I don't have that kind of Neither voice. Neither do I. Um, I'm right there with you. But I have, yeah, but I can sing on pitch. Yeah. I have good tone. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I'll send you the video. Yeah, you can, obviously off podcast and tell me what you think. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd love to check that out. Okay. So let's let's talk some fun yeah. stuff. Um, you you mentioned this already, which this is perfect. It leads us right into part of what I want to talk about. What the fuck is going on in our world today, man? You said about the blue drummer thing about that all being shut down to COVID. How has that affected not only your life or people that you know in the entertainment business, man? It's a fucking shit show out there. Yeah, it's it's been absolutely crazy with with event cancellations and reschedulation like reschedule rescheduling and not knowing what's going to happen in the future and it's uh it's interesting you know it's, it's definitely an opportunity to either panic and shut down and say woe is me because the sky is falling or it's an opportunity to be like all right how do i become recession proof what kind of pivot yeah. do i need to make in my life to be able to outlast this and what's to come. Will, man, I love, this is why I'm interviewing you on this podcast. Cause I just, I love that your thought processes, because for me, it's the same thing mm-hmm. there. It, I've always said this, even in, in all my different teachings, I've said, you know, you can grow bitter or better. Yeah. It's your choice. I love that. And, and, 
and with this, you know, this is either you could take this as, like you said, doom and gloom. Yeah. The world is over. We're going to have civil war. America's going under, which I've heard all this. Like all this stuff is stuff I've actually heard. I just had a conversation yesterday with someone. They think we're headed into civil war and the collapse of America. And, you know, and I mean, maybe that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. A, I don't. I can't predict the future, nor can anyone else. But, you know, maybe that's true. Um, but. You know, I, I, I don't think so. And I, of course, I hope not. Um, but it, it, it's, this is an opportunity for us to figure shit out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you said, what, what else can I do? How, you know, I started, I do photography now. That's not something that I've done anytime recently, but I thought, holy psyches, you know, all my weddings have been rescheduled or moved and it's a shit show and yeah. I need to pick up some other side hustle and and so so how has it personally affected uh you and and the friend you mentioned that that's the the drummer with the blue yeah is that the blue faces people the, those, that group? those blue faced people yeah blue man group blue man group was purchased blue man group yeah. Uh, and, and yeah we'll talk about that and also talk about that like what you were just talking you just brought up uh two great conversation points <laughs> but blue man group yeah they were <laughs> they were just purchased by um by Cirque du Soleil a couple years ago, and Cirque du Soleil Ooh, being primarily, yeah, well, they they declare bankruptcy now, and so they're up for auction. Yeah. I don't know if they've been purchased oh. yet or not, but Cirque du Soleil, like they've laid off all their all the performers. Every single show that's been, <laughs> that's been around the world, wow. and like brick and mortar places, and now that Blue Man falls under that net, all of them, you know these professionals that have trained this craft for a lifetime, my buddy being over 15 years, uh, just no longer have a job. And, and I know for my, what? I know for my buddy that like rocked his foundation of who his identity was. And when I talked to yeah. him, like that was like, I mean, he was getting unemployment from Florida. Uh, Cause that's where, you know, that, that was, that's the, Location of Blue Man Group and and uh, yeah, the unemployment was almost his salary, but like, man, I can't, I can't even imagine if, like having all of my faith in in this company, putting all my like trust, and then having nothing anymore. <laughs> yeah, gosh, crazy. It is, and I being in the wedding industry, which you and I share that. I I, I know of several people that. Lost their venues. Uh, they're shutting down at the end of the year. They're honoring the rest of the venue, the rest of the weddings just for this year. Mm. Uh, but but it, it crushed them. It crumbled them. It it killed them. You know, mm. I mean, most, not most, some people can miss a paycheck or two and make it. You know, I mean, some it, it, it's tight. You struggle. You borrow here and there. Yeah. And you can make it work. Uh, but, but most people or many people can't go six months. Yeah with no with no income mm -hmm. um that's really kind of you know that leave that up to the the independently wealthy or the, those that are already set to be able to handle that kind of thing but people you know like the everyday joes working paycheck to paycheck yeah. um that that doesn't work yeah yeah so the, the state of you know the country and like the whole where things are and civil war and all that jazz like it just 
that is such a powerful, you know, fear <laughs> that I hear in people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, these these powerful fears—they've always been here. You know, they're always going to be here. I remember how scared the world was over Y two K. You know, I do too. I, I remember, like, we were. <laughs> Where were you? Yeah, tell me. I, this. Tell me. This. Yeah, I want to hear. Yeah, I was at my godparents' house, and my godparents blessed them. America Russo and Jack Russo. Oh, her name was America. Like how awesome! Uh, she, she, uh, she would always set up this little uh, like Christmas village for the holidays, and I'm standing next to this Christmas village, and they're counting down the New Year, and I'm just looking out the window in White Plains, New York, and I'm just watching all the lights, and I'm like. Here it goes. Something crazy is about to happen. <laughs> and, nothing, and, nothing, and nothing happened. You know, I presume. Uh, now, something could have happened. It could have been really terrible, you know, but like, it didn't. <laughs> uh, so, so there was a lot of people that had fear then. Uh, and, and my heart goes out to that fear. And, you know, when I hear that fear now, and under a different name, under a different presence, uh, my my heart goes out to those people that are worried, you know, really, really worried about civil war, or or really, really worried about the play the coronavirus coming back as a second COVID, wave. Yeah. yeah, or like you fill in the blank. Yeah. And my my heart just wants to ask those people, what can I do to support you in this time of fear? Because you're not alone. Yeah. We're in this together, and whatever does happen, we're gonna have to figure it out. You know, if, yeah. if you have fears, prepare your heart, prepare your, your body, whatever way you can, um, you know, and be the best version of yourself. Uh, and, yeah. and, and yeah, I think it's one of the things I, I like about you. I, I appreciate your compassion. I don't have I don't I don't have as much compassion oh. as you do. Um, I wish I did. I mean, on one hand, I am sympathetic and empathetic. Um but yeah, I just hear you say that. I'm like, gosh, he, he, he's such a, a compassionate guy. Um, because I, I find myself often, uh, and this is my, you know, uh, what I'm working on in my life, is I find myself being critical of the people that, you know, the doom and gloom, it's all over. Yeah. And everything's going to end. You know, it's, it's like, and how I probably criticize is through humor, you know. And, but then I'm like, ah, man, you know, I, need to, I need to work on my compassion because... You know, for them, though I, though I do, you know, I don't agree with with their their thoughts or their views or or the way you know, they're handling it or the fear. You know, I um, I can I still need to be compassionate. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have to feel the fear too, but but I can, like you said, try to. You know, how can I support you? How how can I help you? Um, you know, in in this time because it's it's. It's real, and they're really feeling that way. I I just don't. I'm I, the glass is half full. It's kind of always been my, you know, yeah. uh, deal. So, yeah, yeah. It's it's nice to hear your your compassion. So personally, for you, what do you? And obviously, this is prediction. This is just your opinion. But I mean, what do you think we're headed for? Do you think we're headed for a, a recession? Do you think? Um, we're going to limp through some of this and then like, what, what do you think just kind of in your head and heart? What, what do you predict? Yeah. I, I, I predict that this is not the last chapter for Willow Keith. I don't think the, you know, the towels thrown in. 
Uh, and, sure. and I'm just going to predict, and like in my, I guess in my head, I'm going to say everything that's the absolute possible worst is what's going to happen. And in my heart, I'm going to <laughs> work towards everything <laughs> just working, you know, like, like not right, stopping, right. knocking over a new domino. What's the next thing I can do to move the momentum forward? Um, and because I, I can't predict, you know, and I can't let that prediction be a fear. Uh, I can only let it be like a, if my heart's saying, dude, you're like a motivator, you're doing it right. It's going to be a motivator. Yeah. It just has to be my motivation right. that, that people are going to want good entertainment for their birthday party, for their wedding, for the corporate event, that my friends here in Kansas city that know the story of what's going on, they're, they're going to, you know, they'll recommend if they enjoy what I'm doing, my services to other people. Uh, and we can right. spread the good music and entertainment for these events and, and everything's just going to be fine. Yeah. I, and I agree. I think entertainment and, and honestly, talent is, uh, uh, I, I personally think it's always going to be needed. Entertainment is, yeah, entertainment and talent. I can't imagine that that would ever be, there'd ever be a time that we wouldn't need yeah. that or appreciate that or value that or, yeah. or invest in that. I just, I can't imagine, you know, just the thought of the, the Circus Olay. I mean, yeah, things are going to change. It could be different, but I, I can't see us moving away from entertainment altogether. Like, yeah. I remember when this first started happening, people were like, all sports, there will be no more sports. This is the end of football and the end of, and I'm not into sports. Yeah. I played sports and I'm not, I'm not against sports or anything, but I'm just not, I don't, I just don't care yeah. I, you know and i could i could say some snarty things i guess about it but i won't but <laughs> i'm just i'm just not into sports that way i sure that doesn't fascinate me as much as other things um but i can't imagine you know people going yep footballs that was a thing of the past yeah. back in 2020 was the last time yeah we, um you know uh, again like you said earlier I, it's possible i guess you know anything is possible i didn't mm -hmm. think that we could be locked down for seven months i didn't think that was possible yeah. and it fucking happened i didn't mm -hmm. think i'd be looking out at walking through the mall and seeing everybody with a fucking mask on didn't think that happened either so yeah <laughs> there's so many like people that woke up one day and didn't think you know like hurricane katrina or 9-11 or the car accident or whatever it was could happen like to, to yeah. you know let the predictions affect me negatively like I, I don't know i just i have to have a a better mindset you know that we can grow yeah. that we can be better and this is not it and this is not the final product yeah okay so before we move on to talking about some spirituality religious stuff mm -hmm. what's the one thing mm -hmm. or a couple things okay. uh that you'd like to share that you've learned through this covid lockdown uh what have you learned about yourself or uh, about life or about anything what have you really learned that you've kind of been enlightened to over this six month stretch yeah this six month stretch has been absolutely nuts i, I left the company that i was working for that moved me here uh because the way they were running their systems and the way they were treating their employees particularly me and, and another person it just it was borderline criminal i would even say criminal right so that that changed right. and and the relationship i've been in for the last three years uh we are going our separate ways as well 
and and through all this, just knowing that there's still growth, that we can come through all these hardships, we can get around these obstacles, over them, under them, around them, or through them. Uh, I listened to the Audible "Can't Hurt Me" by David Goggins, and there's so much in there that just in my head motivating me to push a little bit harder. And when your body or your mind is telling you to quit, that's your opportunity for growth. That's where like the that's where champions are made, where you push through that. Absolutely. You know, so th- th- I, I really found that during this COVID time through these hard changes and these hard, like just crazy life occurrences uh, that just push through it. Because if I can, if I can push through this, a will on the other side of this, it's going to be fucking amazing, dude. But if I give up, yes. I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm gonna be on the side of the on the side of the road asking you for a dollar or two, <laughs> playing on my piano, carrying <laughs> carrying your green drum set in tow, yeah, <laughs> and having a thousand a thousand dollars worth of uh, mallets, yeah, in my bag. <laughs> and that just doesn't sound like the like the optimal option for me. You know, I rather I rather fucking push through this and let's have a better future. Yeah, that's good, brother. All right, so spirituality. So as you know, this podcast, I created it out of a desire to, to and maybe it's just for me and it's very therapeutic, but yeah. uh, escaping religion and finding faith. You know, as you know, I grew up very fundamental, um, you know, right. And I say this, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but this is just the best way for me to explain it. I grew up very fundamental, evangelical, uh, Bible thumper yeah. type you know, uh, accept Jesus or you're going to go to hell, kind of a, an upbringing. Yeah. And um, it c- clearly, that's not my journey anymore. I still you know, love God. I still uh, love the teachings of Jesus, uh, find lots of uh, inspiration and, and value uh, from uh, what Jesus said and taught. Um, but, you know, that's taken me on a, on a whole new journey to where I've even, I don't know if I'd use the word disavowed, but you know, I, I, I'm no longer an evangelical Christian. I'm not, I don't, I don't identify it that way at all anymore. Um, so anyway, you and I chit chatted about that, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on the podcast because, you know, we were talking and you just had some, some cool thoughts because I told you, and you don't know how much this impacted me, but it's, it's fucked with my head in a good way. <laughs> so I told you, I said, yeah, here's how crazy my my upbringing was, and you're like, oh, yeah, tell me more. And I said, oh, so I was taught by my Sunday school teacher in my Pentecostal, nearly a snake handling church, that dinosaur bones were put here on earth by the devil to deceive, to, to deceive people. You know, in other words, they're not real. Dinosaurs aren't real. Mm-hmm. And you go, huh. <laughs> and you said, well, maybe that's true. You know, and I thought, holy shit like i make fun of people that believe that shit like flat earthers yeah. like no we fucking yeah. know the earth's not flat you moron yeah. we got a fucking video <laughs> for fuck's sake i mean what yeah. else do you fucking need are you gonna fly your ass up there and fly around it and say see you fucking yeah. moron yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah but you were like you know Maybe, yeah. maybe the devil did create the di- you know the dinosaur bones. Yeah, which 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 you know made I, you and I start just like this. We started cracking up. We were laughing. But that was, that was but it because it's so fucking stupid because we both know that that is stupid. Yeah. But 
the reality no one has video footage of dinosaurs walking around <laughs> you know no and again i yeah. don't think that the fucking devil I, yeah. I don't even know if i believe in the devil either so I mean, it's, all, right. it's all mythical yeah but, yeah but the but the thought the the way your brain worked it was because i find myself since i've left that that religious mindset now i'm the judge i'm judging those that judge it's like i'm guilty yeah. of the very fucking thing that i you know left you know, so it's the dna anyway, it's in your roots but i guess the, so. the beautiful thing is that you're curious about it and that like you're talking about it and it's in your head because I mean, it's there. It's you know, it's it's real, and I know it's in a very comical way. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, I don't believe the Earth is flat, and I don't believe <laughs> Lucifer came up from from hell, <laughs> planted bones just to fuck with us humans. You know, right. but and I guess I guess this comes from this audible that I listened to, "Happy" by Darren Brown, who's an atheist and uh, and and a stoic. A modern day stoic. He's a magician over in the UK, very famous. Um, but I really enjoyed his Audible because it just had a, a, a brilliant stoic mindset on very many parts of life. Uh, please listen right. to it. Please, please listen to it. I, I will. Yeah. I will. Because I, yeah. Yeah. And, and he, he had said something. He said that um, between, between action. I think it was like between action and is that, did I write it down? Let's see, man. I think it was like oh, between stimulus and your response lies the power to choose. And and yeah. I, I just love that because like people, the, the stimulus that comes from people, we can't we can't ever change that. We have no power over that. Right. All we have power over is that time between stimulus and your response. And like how we choose yeah. to react right i know in my heart because of my travels that the world is not flat you know i've right. I, 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 i've seen it personally you know but but when yeah. when people come swinging the earth is flat cool maybe it is in your world and in your mentality like i'm not going to be able to change that personally but let's get past that and find where the root of the problem <laughs> is and let's right. see where you went right. so astray <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, were you raised religious at all? I was. I was uh, raised Roman Catholic in Poughkeepsie, New York, okay. at Holy Trinity Church. I was a. Uh, I was a uh, an altar server. Altar boy. Yeah. Oh, look at you. I was an altar server. I did not know this. Yeah, I was, I was, that was a little bit of my. Uh, were you ever touched inappropriately? I wasn't. <laughs> I was not. I uh, I did love that that was my side hustle because the weddings I would be an altar boy for I'd make a little scratch on the side, twenty bucks, fifty bucks and back then, dude. That was a lot of candy. Oh, that's a lot of. That's a lot of yeah. candy. That's cool. So, did you like pour up the wine and get the the bread and all that? Did you like did the incense and all that jazz? Yeah, 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 that was me. Oh shit! So you wore the little like robes and shit. Uh -huh. Yeah, and that was Ooh, that was young little little baby Billy O'Keefe. Back then in New York, they called me Billy. <laughs> okay, so total little little side skirt, but still on this this uh, Roman Catholic thing. So I heard just yesterday um, that the Roman Catholic Church, or at least the 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 Pope, yeah. uh, which by the way I've been I've been to the Vatican 
we can talk about that here in a second. If you've not, it's totally amazing. But anyway, the Pope, I guess, has come out um, in support, I think, of LGBTQ or same-sex marriage. Did I, am I hearing this correctly? You know, I saw that, uh, and most of my update on news, because I don't keep very updated, comes from fuck Jerry News on Instagram. I don't know if you follow that. <laughs> but that populated <laughs> on my news. And I was like, I believe it. And I, I saw that. But that's yeah. the limit of my being able to verify that for you. I okay. I wouldn't use okay. me as a, as a citable source in any conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not a news channel, people. Whatever we're saying is fucking just made yeah, up shit. Yeah. We, don't, we don't know. It was made shit. up by Instagram, <laughs> so it's real. Yeah, after, I saw it on Instagram, yeah. so it's a fucking fact. Yeah. Well, I think I think that I I have heard for sure. Like this is, I think, pretty accurate that he is pretty progressive. Yeah. The new the new pope. Yeah. Um, that he is pretty progressive, and so that wouldn't surprise me uh, if that's the case. But you know, frankly, when it comes to you know part of my journey or my evolution of spirituality or religious whatever, my my evolution has come in the midst of you know, more information, more learning, more travels, more understanding. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, you know, you can believe something until, frankly, the evidence forces you not to. Sure. And so, you know, the Bible, I mean, if you're going to be, if we're going to be honest about it, supports slavery. Mm-hmm. And it also supports more of the degradation of women, yeah. the height of men and the superiority of men over women. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, we all know that's fucking cockamamie bullshit, but... That's, I mean, I remember again in my in my church as a kid. I remember, you know, women weren't allowed to speak or lead men yeah. in the church. Yeah. And I remember that was preached. It was preached against um, interracial marriage. Yeah. I mean, you know, th- th- that sounds like you know. I kind of almost want to whisper that when I say that now, but that was you know because I'm 51, so I'm old enough to remember. Uh, those things, you know, mm-hmm. and now I remember, I remember the pastor of the church I went to preached against tattoos, which clearly I never listened to that. Uh, preached against men wearing earrings. Hello, I don't, I didn't listen to that. Men with long hair. I mean, very. That sounds like archaic. Yeah. Like when I say yeah. that, like when I say that, even now, maybe to you because you're you're quite a bit younger than me. But like when my kids hear that, they literally, they they have no. Their brains can't even wrap their mind around it. Like my daughter, she's 22, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, raised her different. But uh, when I when one time we were talking about the LGBTQ and all that stuff, because I have some really good friends that are gay, and and we were talking about that, and she goes, "Now she goes, Dad, back in your day, like that wasn't okay. Like it was like she was so shocked yeah. that, like, wait, like, yeah. almost like yeah, almost like slavery. Like yeah, I used to have a slave. It'd be like, what the fuck." Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, back then it was, you know, it, yeah, it was what it was, you know, at least in the religious community. Yeah. Is that, did you experience that at all? Or so, yeah, I, you know, I, I grew up with a family that, uh, oh man, very broken. The relationship between my mother and father was such a very terrible one. Uh, and I guarantee you to this day, the reason why my mother is still with my father is because of the vow she made in front of friends and family and God and, and the, you know, the, wow. the belief and that 
Thomas. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they have a very good relation, you know, they have a very livable relationship now, but not a fulfilling one, you know, not, not one that like I would want for me in my sixties. Right. Um, so, so I, I know that I, that definitely played a role in my life personally. And, uh, it, it's so very interesting, you know, like, I think, I think it's almost like the evolution of civilization because while the, when these words were written, <laughs> they were written with like plagues taking out a, a fuck ton of the population and, and, right. and like, you know, then having not a lot of people to begin with. <laughs> so, you know, I bet, I, right, bet, right. I bet these regulations in the time were probably needed to sustain human race and, and make us grow to where we are now. Uh, sure, but, sure. but like where we are now is a completely different place. And to use those same, you know, <laughs> I was like, those same exact regulations, the same exact understandings. It's almost like wanting to look at the caveman drawings and being like, this is how we got to do it. Uh, the only way we're going to eat yeah. is hunt these mammoths and we're not going to touch anything else because right. that's what they said back then. And like that, we, we wow, evolved. Will, that's profound. I, I mean, yeah. I mean we've evolved. Yeah. We've changed. They didn't have computers back then. They didn't have mass communication. They didn't have growth and education the way we do. Uh, you know, there, there's right. so much that has taken us to a different level of human civilization that like now women aren't the only people that can do certain jobs because men have to do these other certain jobs. Like now we're much more equalized, right. but we're, but some people are still living by that. No, you have to do it this way. You have to live this way. Right. because This is how it was back then. And like, good. If, I mean, if that's the way you want to live, that's good for you. And if you believe I'm not going to go to heaven sure. because of it, like that's good for you. My understanding is very right. different. And like, I appreciate you for what you believe in and, I still love you. If you want to keep on talking, cool. If, if yeah. not, cool. Yeah, I said this the other day, and I, it, I'm, I'm sure I heard it somewhere, but uh, for me, I don't mind a conversation. Yeah. Like, you and I having a conversation, even if you, like, if right now, if you're like, nope, Timmy, the world is flat. I'd be like, that's fine. Well, it is. <laughs> I mean, you can be, you, you, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's fine. I mean, it is you flat. Can, you, can be a, you can be a fucking moron. I don't it's care. Fine. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> but but for me, it's like, no, you're you're you believing whatever you're going to believe doesn't affect me, especially if we're having a conversation. Yeah. Great. Now, where I really struggle yeah. is where someone comes to me in a condem condemnation way, like they're condemning me. Yeah, uh, it's it's like it's like, OK, for example, you're not voting for Trump, are you? Yeah. Okay, well, that's one way to, to start a conversation. Yeah. But that's not going to open. That's not, and I'm not saying I'm voting for Trump. I'm not. Fuck. I don't even know if I'm who I'm voting for or what I'm going to do at yeah, this point. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. but it's it's just that it's 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 wild that that's such. Yeah. The way that question was asked, it puts me on the defensive mm -hmm. right off the bat. It's very condemning, mm -hmm. rather than so. What do you think about this political thing? What do you think about this? Who you know who you. Who are you thinking about voting yeah. for? What's your favorite of each person? That's a conversation, right? We can talk about that. But when you come at me all condemning, yeah. and so it's the same thing, I think, religiously, because um, I actually think that politics have become uh, religion. I think the Democrats, that's a cult religion. I think the, the, the Republican is a cult religion, too. That's mm -hmm. just how I view it. It's very religious because neither one can see the other side, you know. Anyway, that's that's a whole other issue. Yeah. But with, when it comes to religion, which totally my brain squirrel. So I heard this. This is true. I saw it on the Science Channel. 
a cue ball, right? A cue ball is smooth as butter, right? Yeah. Super smooth. Well, if you took the earth with the, the deepest valley being however, and then miles high, the highest mountain, all that stuff. If you shrunk down the earth to the size of a cue ball, it would be just as smooth as a cue ball. So I guess when you put a cue ball under a microscope, there are peaks and valleys in there. Mm -hmm. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know that, that literally as smooth as we think a cue ball is, that's literally how smooth the earth would be if we just scaled it down to the size of a cue ball. It would be just like that. That makes sense. Anyway, totally, yeah, totally er, on, on the left side. So anyway, religion. Yeah, I'm, I'm still working through the like you said the, how i've evolved personally to come to understand and see things differently it's like i didn't understand certain things until i traveled mm -hmm. um you know when i went to europe and i've been to guyana and i've been to mexico and I've, some of the traveling that i've done has given me just a new perspective on on life yeah. and a new perspective on on how well i have this yes. i mean i thought i knew what poverty was until i walked in the streets of guyana and or the streets of mexico where no running water no electricity literally what i would i i mean the homeless here in america are rich compared to the people there in some areas i mean it un believable perspective on oh my god i'm the luckiest motherfucker ever you know rather than oh my god you got the newest iphone oh man i'm so jealous yeah like uh, fuck that yeah. shit i don't i i <laughs> i agree completely with everything you just said because this is my kansas city is the sixth city i've lived in now because after after tampa i moved to orlando and cincinnati indianapolis and then here uh, and and during that time, I went over to the Dominican Republic three years in a row, and I got to see how the Dominicans, most impoverished people, because we went on a, a mission trip to drop off like food baskets and put down cement floors and houses, and some of these people are, are living in these shanties on dirt floors with no like walls. They're just like metal slabs with cracks and holes, and just crazy. And I, I can guarantee yeah. you, I, I've forgotten a lot of what I've seen and experienced by traveling there. You and I are going to have to do another trip and like just see if we can support in some way. Uh, I need, I oh, need, 100%. I need that in my life. I, I, I now that you're talking about it, my, my heart is feeling very convicted for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've seen that and, and, and seen like what people yeah are, are worried about and concerned about. And it's just, it's just nuts. It's 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 perspective. Yeah. I mean, it's perspective. It's like you you think you think one way, and then you're you're confronted with something else, and you're like, oh my gosh, you know. Like there are things that I I I don't know how. I, I think this is this is accurately how I feel. I'm embarrassed almost of what I used to think or believe, mm -hmm. and and. So I'm curious. So ah. for you, you, you seem to have such a, a good a good perspective, at least how so far from what I've you know all the conversations that we've had, um, you seem to have. I say good. I don't like that word. Good. 
I, I, you seem to have a, a healthy outlook on on things, and I just I find that intriguing because I want to get to a place where I'm really uh, viewing things in a very healthy, yeah. you know, honest, real way, and I'm not you know, either bigoted or blinded and, you know, again, walking around thinking the earth is flat and trying to convince other people that the earth is flat and dinosaur bones are from the devil. Like, you know, yeah. I left that, the, all that more moronic belief and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm curious just because this is, I'm just curious, literally, because we've not specifically talked about this and <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Do you, do you believe in, in heaven and hell? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, and there's so much that you just talked okay. about in the heaven and hell question at the end. Very, very uh, powerful uh, to talk on. So we're going to pin those right there. Heaven and hell, I'll remember yeah. easily. So we'll table that one for the moment. Uh, but as for you yeah. saying that you uh, you're, you have a comparison towards the way you thought or felt, uh, I told that to my therapist, Brenda Walden, uh, maybe six, seven, eight months ago. Um, when I was when huh. I was talking to her about like, you know, who I was in college and like how I responded in college and stuff like that, and how I was embarrassed, and, and she and she brought up that that embarrassment falls under shame culture, and it's the the the, the shame that we're putting on ourselves. What I've turned the table, what I've turned the script in my mind is I'm embarrassed how Will was to I I have a much more sympathetic like. I understand why he did that and what he needed from what he was doing and feeling. Yeah. And I have nothing but sympathy for him and that will O'Keefe at that point in time. Uh, now this will O'Keefe at this point in time is better than that. And the, the will that's to come is going to be even better than this because our stories aren't over. So like that, that's that, right. Yeah. Baby. So like just changing the vernacular in your head from anytime you hear embarrassed, uh, shame, uh, humiliated, you know, there's, there's a couple other ones I can't remember. Um, but yeah, when those come into your head, they're just like finding those and targeting them and being like, why do I feel embarrassed? How can I turn this around? How can I grow right. from this and turn it into sympathy? You know? Yes. So that that, that was important yes, to me. Yes, 100%. Uh, and, and then, yes, and then no, I, I took a men's group. There was eight weeks in a row. I finished right before I met you. Uh, every Thursday night, I would get together with, with Brenda and like, eight other dudes we'd sit around in this room i'd wear a mask and we'd talk about shame and we'd we'd have like a whole like it was just it was awesome it was it was just guys of all different like there's a 21 year old there was a 60 year old and there's everything in between and uh, all of us just opened up on a much more intimate level than most of these guys have ever had like a lot of these guys when we were talking about shame they, they were like that's for pussies that's for women and i was like right. holy shit like some people have the mentality it's not for us it's not for everybody you know being vulnerable and being right. courageous so uh, there's a lot to that and that that's all, that's right. been on right. my heart recently um and then as for heaven and hell Good, man. absolutely you know like i i believe that that mm -hmm. um you know like what we're doing here has a greater purpose you know like there there's there's right. more to what we're doing and what that defines into like is it a white light? Is all, are you going to see all your friends in a party? Like, are you going to be in the internal pits? Like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. You know, I have faith. Are you going to be like driving a sports yeah, car yeah. on streets it, of gold? Is it, is it unlimited <laughs> Hagen dazs with no calories? You, I mean, like, who, who fucking knows? <laughs> and, that, and that's not something I ever want to, like, I really want to worry about. What I know in my heart is that, like, 
being a shitty person puts you on the track to the bad place. And being a good person. Yes. <laughs> yeah. like, I want to go to the good oh, yeah. place. Just like, and I want to be a good person. Like, you know, like Christ taught me how to love people the way I want to be treated. I, and there's so much more fulfillment out of a life when you're, when you treat people that way, you know, and you see people's day get better or you hear that something you said impacted them uh, in a way that you didn't realize. Like things like that is it's, it's what we're here for. It's we're here for these connections. We're here to, to bring positivity or you can be a cunt. You know, like it's just one or the other. And like, it's like, it's like just yeah. choose. It's your choice every day. Every day is a choice. Just yeah, yeah. That's to be my slogan of life. What's your slogan? To not be a cunt. yeah. Don't be a cunt. <laughs> it's, it's pretty fair, man. That, that's so true. And I think that was probably one of the the many turning points. Actually, last night at the Halloween party that you and I both were at for all the wedding vendors, I uh, was talking to uh, that guy named Wade. And, and he asked me, he said, man, I follow all your, you know, your, your, uh, your posts and your, your podcasts. And he goes, man, I love all the stuff you're talking about. It's just great. And, and uh, I said, that's cool. I said, and the way as we were chatting, he goes, can I ask you a question? I said, well, of course, man. He said, what was the real turning point for you? Like, what was the, the, the thing that you couldn't reconcile that kind of turned you down the path that you're on today? And of course, there's a million things, right? I mean, it's those million little things, right? Which grain of sand is the, creates the sandstorm? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all of it together. Yeah. But for me, it's a pinnacle moment, and you just touched on it. And it was basically um, the idea that you could be a shitty person. Because I, I was always taught in church, it doesn't matter how good you are, you just have to accept Jesus, which... Which, again, I used to, yeah, I used to believe that, and it's just completely nutty to me now. Is and I love Jesus, but the it was almost like you could be this shitty person, yeah. but if you accepted Jesus, <laughs> and then then yeah. you were going to be on streets of gold, you know, yeah, and Doss and doing all that shit. Jack the Ripper comes but home you, and he opens up his like exactly. his, his closet. <laughs> there's like little hearts of Jesus Christ in there, you know, like hidden. In yeah, there. it's like. Eh. Secret love, but, yeah. and exactly, and and but I was also taught that that sweet, kind, loving, generous, charitable, uh, grandma Buddhist lady, um, if she didn't accept Jesus when she died, she was going to split hell wide open and burn in flames of fire forever and ever and ever. Rest in peace, and grandma. Will, I, 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 yeah, I literally. I, I just had this epiphany. Yeah. Like there was just, I mean, I would say like God spoke to me, but whatever. Yeah. I don't know that. I mean, I just had this epiphany that no, that's not how the universe yeah. is set up. Um, <laughs> I, now am I, can I tell you exactly how it is set up? Yeah. No. And I guess, to, you know, maybe to have your attitude, you know, maybe, but yeah. I, 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 that seems so fucking shitty Yeah. that I'm like, if that's who God, if that's the way he fucking set it up, I'm just going to tell you that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That you can be a sweet, precious person all your life and you go to hell and then you could be a murderer, child rapist. Yeah. But right before you fucking die, say, Jesus, save me. Yeah. And you're going to go to heaven. Oh, my goodness yeah. gracious. Personally, I just couldn't believe that anymore. I, I, I just couldn't subscribe to that. I find that 
as you can tell in my <laughs> my tone, I find that I don't even I find that worse than believing the Earth is flat. Oh, of course. Uh, I mean, I, I literally find that just just yeah. despicable and and traumatizing and you know false. Um, yeah. Anyway, does I mean does that make sense? No, no, I mean, it makes it makes perfect sense. You know, it triggers a, a thought because my response to that um, triggers the first time I thought this. Um, it, it sounds like a lot of fear and a lot of hurt that they haven't processed that they're taking out on a, on a target that's not the mirror. You know, when people are that convicted, when people have that like a level of like hatred, there, there's something that they're, they really hate about life that they are yeah. now, instead of looking in the mirror and fixing, they're, they're pointing to somebody else. So all I can say is yeah. like, when I hear and see people like that, you know, that just want to go off on a negative shit spiral of shame and fear and hate. I, I just know, like, I I feel really bad for you. Like, we're going to cut this conversation short because I don't want to impact your day that negatively. Um, because yeah. you obviously have some convictions about this. But, like, I, I wish nothing but the best for those people that they can find peace because that's not the way we're intended to live. You know, to, yeah. to, to focus on hatred and the fucked upness and like crazy shit. Like, yeah, like, no, like there's so much more to life, you know, and, and the, and my, yeah. it might be real and it might be stuff to worry about, but like that negativity, that like level of it, it's tough. Uh, but I remember yeah. when, when my, my sister, her and her husband were looking to get a divorce because he had cheated and we, ha and I was going through a breakup in Cincinnati at the same time. And my sister Maria was breaking up from her boyfriend. So all the, my two sisters and me, we, we all had a Cincinnati <laughs> weekend of breakups. And when we got to a level of inebriation that we had to sit down and actually talk, we, <laughs> we, we, we talked and uh, she had talked to me about Dave, her, her, her husband, David. And I was like, man, I was like, whatever he's gone through that he cheated on you. Like, yeah, yeah. I hear he's a piece of shit. I hear he's a pile of like, like, uh, but like right. he's obviously really damaged. He's obviously really hurt, and he hasn't processed it. And that's just that's just sad. And yeah. they've worked through it, you know. Like I didn't tell her to continue staying with him. Well, they stayed together. She was, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I have no idea if that had anything to do with it. But uh, but now they're happy. You know, they've, they've therapy. They've they've worked through it, and they're still together. You know, with their three boys, and that, that's. That makes me happy wow. to know they can, they can see your level of compassion. It, it's like, you know, cause I would lean toward what a piece of shit oh, yeah. is that motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you're just such a compassionate because, so I had someone, um, and I was talking about this kind of stuff with someone and, uh, they said a similar you know thing that, that you did just about compassion and, and all of that. It was funny because the, the first words out of this person's mouth, when I kind of, um, you know, confess my sins or whatever. They, they said, uh, Timmy, nobody is perfect. And, and yeah. And, uh, and I was like, huh? Yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. You know, I guess, and not that that justifies doing, you know, cheating or doing anything, no. stuff like that. Uh, it doesn't justify it, but it, but it, it's, it gives you a little bit of context. Like, Hey, I mean, 
who is perfect? No, you know, so I guess going back to what, what Jesus said, yeah. you know, he without sin cast the first stone. I mean, uh, and of course, the eldest from the young to the youngest, they all dropped their stones and walked away, you know, like, fuck, I guess. Damn I it. <laughs> Damn it. I really wanted to fucking judge that. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. You know, 100 percent. Yeah, that's yeah. 100%. That's cool. That's- all right. So, OK. Um, did you have anything else to say? Sorry, no, no, I cut you off. no, no. That just that's, OK. That's very powerful to what we're talking about. Yeah. And like motivation. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think that. I'm 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 growing and getting to a place in my life where I am more compassionate. Uh, and what's funny is I'm being more compassionate towards myself That's first. Mm-hmm. That's what I've noticed has led to compassion in others. Mm-hmm. Is that the more I've been compassionate to myself, a less shame, yep. which then has lessened my judgment. So I have less shame and guilt on my own self. Which has led to I don't judge nearly as much, um, but also as I've loved and given myself compassion, it's allowed me to have more compassion for others. It's weird how that works. Like if I don't have compassion towards myself, I don't fucking have any compassion towards anyone else. It's it's exactly what I was talking about when I said looking in the mirror and having thing that you're like not processing or working on. I think there's a, a spectrum of like positivity and compassion and impacting someone's life in a, in a good way and the other end of the spectrum is being the cunt you know and and you right and when you're not looking in the mirror when you're not addressing yourself and challenging yourself and growing yourself when you're comparing yourself to other people like when you're like all that stuff brings you down negatively where it's like you don't leave yourself room in your heart or your brain for positivity for others, if you're not giving it to yourself. If you can get through that shit and, and find the compassion rather than the shame and you know pro- the hard, hard stuff of looking at that mirror and growing from what you've been through and letting that be your testimony rather than your, your slave or your prisoner or your, your captor, like you get to grow from that and be so much more positive and impact people in a positive way. And then they get to start doing it. And the world becomes a more beautiful place one way, one day at a time, one choice at a time. You know, otherwise we yeah. can all just be fearful and we can all just be like, ah, well, it's me. Or, you know, men right. lose weight easier than women or like this person had it easier because they were given a event venue. Like don't compare yourself. Just right. what can you do for you? And positivity will get you everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you're. You know, you're. You're younger. How young are you, by the way? I'll be thirty-two December twelfth. Okay. Well, your wisdom is far beyond your years. I. I. You know, here I am, fifty-one, and uh, when I when I met you, I thought there's some shit I probably can learn from this motherfucker. <laughs> I, I feel very similar to you, my man. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I'm. I'm so elated. Uh, that I literally stepped out of my comfort zone to come to that that luncheon. I'm typically, you know, in the Halloween party. That kind of shit is not normally stuff that I'm like giddy about doing. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, it's just part of my makeup. But uh, I've learned to say yes. You know, like if someone says, "Hey, you want to go out?" I'm like, "Yes." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. I in my yes. mind, I'm like, "Hell no, I don't want to. Yes. I want to stay." <laughs> at home and whatever. <laughs> but i'm just like do you want i'm like yep yeah they're like hey do you want to i mean that that even happened uh a while ago now it's been a few months someone said hey you want to go to a strip club and i had never been i'm like i go yep <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm like, and i 
I was like, I do, and I, I do. I had mean, I'd, I'd only been to a cruise one time, yeah, and been to Twin Peaks once. Like, I was, yeah, anyway. So, I went to a strip club, and it was way underwhelming. It wasn't really what, yeah, it wasn't as oh, wild yeah, and crazy most as of the time. Like, I thought I would leave. <laughs> I thought I was gonna leave with like four or five strippers and have an orgy that yeah. night, and none of that happened. No, no, <laughs> like, none of that happened. I, all, I felt like all oh, they wanted geez. was my money, yeah, anyway. That's, I the, that, that's, that, so. that's very surprising. I've never had that experience at yeah. a strip club before where you feel You've like you've never all, been to a strip club. No, no, I said I've never had that experience where you feel like all they oh, want oh. is your money. I've never, I've never <laughs> felt that at a strip club, yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> I was like, she thinks I'm really cute, but the more money I give her, the cuter I'm getting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, which, which I get it. No judgment on those. I have some good uh, female friends that, that are strippers, and I'm like, hey, you do you, girl, Same. whatever you need oh, to yeah. do. Rocking uh, bodies. Well, real. well done, ladies. Oh, my <laughs> God. Absolutely. If I had a rocking body and I was, I yeah. would be doing that. I mean, that's, sure. that's why I'm on Herbalife right now is because if the music doesn't work out, <laughs> I'm going I'm to pull it. Absolutely. I mean, duh. Yeah, it's gonna have um, to happen. <laughs> that, that, absolutely, man. Get to get a residual, get a residual income for that. So yeah, anybody listening, if you want Herbalife, contact Will oh, Keys yeah. and get hooked up. Find me on Facebook. Love um, yeah, 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 for real. Uh, okay, so before we get to like all your social media stuff, so how people can connect with you. Yeah, let's the last two questions I like to to ask everybody because it's just fucking awesome to talk about. And that's UFOs and aliens. So life on other planets. So let's start with the recent, somewhat recent announcement by the government um, that you know they have um, seen and witnessed UFOs uh, out of this world, crafts that they can't explain. You know, whatever the I forget how how it was worded exactly. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan said, and I've heard him say it several times, and so. Not that this makes it true, but, you know, Joe Rogan is usually one of those guys, if he says something, it's been searched out. He doesn't just, yeah. Fucking, yeah, you know, anyway, but he said, not only has the government confessed to, I mean, he was talking about the announcement, which I did hear about that. Yes, there are UFOs. We can't explain it, yada, yada. But I guess, uh, again, Joe Rogan said that there were out of this world crafts recovered um, that were ancient and that they have been studying those crafts so that part i was like what the fuck i don't remember hearing that so i don't know if that's i'm not really asking you but so just ufos in general and then you know life out there life on other planets do you think that we're it do you think there are others what do you think i think okay so first and foremost i'd like to just start this by saying i'm the i'm like when it comes to like knowing things on a cosmic scale i'm as ignorant as it comes but when I think of the possibility, <laughs> when, when I think of the possibility that we are the only life forms in a universe that we haven't even begun to explore yet, that we're the only ones out there, I think yeah, it's pretty far fetched. Unfathomable. You know, like yeah. I don't know what they would look like, whether or not they look like Marvin the Martian from Looney Tunes, or if they look like the crazy things from Calling. Like, who knows what that is? Um, E.T. Come on, E.T. E. Yeah. E. Oh, they yeah. Look exactly like E.T. Yeah. <laughs> but but like uh, yeah, I think there's other life forms out there, and, and and I would not be surprised if we're all living in a black mirror simulation. And uh, I don't know if you saw that on Netflix. And uh, you know, the, we're, oh, yeah. we're all just being That's monitored. A fucking show, man. Yeah, we're being monitored yeah. by some alien race, and 
we have some of their cameras <laughs> that we think are ships. Who fucking knows? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, like, it, it doesn't come up in my mind very often. Uh, but I do believe right. that there's probably other life forms out there. <laughs> I think the idle minds. So I think I think during like lockdown and COVID. I mean, I've always been fascinated with aliens. I mean, ET was. You know, I remember going to the theater. Yeah. Uh, way back, you know, seeing that for the very first time, and and so I've always, and I think in general, humanity seems to be, you know, interested in. And in, I mean, even ancient times, they found cave drawings that that sure looked like people were drawing aliens and spacecraft yeah. and a bunch of shit. So, I mean, this goes back way the fuck back. So it's not like just us. Um, I think that nowadays we're just such a, a small, you know, with internet, I can post something and people all around the fucking world can see it, hear it and watch yes. it and all that. So I think that's in, uh, enlightened or amplified everything. But to your point, it would be inconceivable. Yeah. To think that there's nothing that that we're it. I mean that that yeah. that just would be inconceivable. So I'm kind of like yeah. you. I don't fucking know. I don't know yeah. shit. Uh, but <laughs> it would be awfully. It would be actually weird if if we were it. Yeah. That would just be weird. Yes. With as many uh, planets and solar systems and all the shit that's out there, it's like. And like, you know, the funny thing is you said about, you know, aliens that were in simulation, all that stuff. So I heard someone say that the Matrix, you know, wasn't wasn't just a, a fanciful sci-fi film. It was a documentary. <laughs> and not that we're not that yeah. not that you and I actually are like plugged into something and this and and not that, but in a simulation, meaning like like you just said, like this is all a big test. We're being monitored and watched, kind of like yeah. a Truman show. Yeah. Uh, you know, big a big experiment because as much as I, I grew up believing the the classic Christian story, right? That six thousand years ago, God in seven day, or in six days created the heavens and the earth, and then on the or on the sixth day created man and Adam and Eve were the first two humans. And I mean, you know, obviously that's I mean to me, obviously that's a, that's a mythical story. That's not exactly actually what really happened. Uh, it's just someone's interpretation of what they thought possibly could have happened, and so they wrote that shit down, and now we were like, yeah, what happened? That's it! But anyway, um, yeah, that's it! That's the fucking truth That's right it! Um, but <laughs> now, considering, you know, my mind, and this is a very thought experiment, I'm going to say some shit that it's going to sound crazy, I'm not saying I believe it, it's just a very thought experiment, but in my mind, I've thought, man, you know, I, I think we've this has all been confirmed through science and archaeological stuff that, you know, we know humans have been on the earth, um, anatomically correct humans, I think it's what they call us, but our homo sapiens have been on the earth like we know, like there's cave drawings that go back 300, 400,000 years. Um, if the devil so we didn't know put them there. That, yeah. Right, the devil. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, and Neanderthal and denizens and all the different species, the Homo erectus and all the different and, and, you know, all this stuff is very new to me. It's like, holy shit, there were like eight different species of humans, you know, much like dogs. You got Pomeranians, you got Golden Retrievers, you got Terriers, you got Poodles, you got, it's like, whoa. And so the thought of the, that who knows? I mean, if the earth is what they say, 4.53 billion years old, mm -hmm. holy shit. I mean, you go back a couple million years, that's like, there'd be no record of that, any of that society if you know what i mean like if an asteroid struck which they did and 
you know, whatever they say that dinosaurs were killed off in 65 million years ago or, you know, whatever. I mean, all the different stuff that they talk about. So all that to be said that, you know, maybe we were planted here by aliens. You know, maybe maybe we are an alien race, maybe some other galaxy, some other planet, you know, seeded the Earth. I mean, I've heard so many different things that, again, I'm not saying I believe that that is what happened. I hold that that's the truth. No, but it's just we don't know. <laughs> the reality is nobody has a video footage, yeah. you know, if, and, and God hasn't come down and said, hey, all you motherfuckers. You're wrong. Here's the fucking here's the fucking yeah. truth. You guys have been believing it yeah. wrong. So listen, listen to me. Yeah, you know, it's like that would sure settle it. Um, yeah, but that's we don't have that. You know, we don't have any quote unquote, I guess, definitive yes. proof. Like this is exactly how it happened, yes. and this is what's been going on. But as the as time goes on, and we continue to to find and discover, and and it's like wow, it's just. I don't know. I don't know why I'm so fascinated with that. I'm just so fascinated by archaeological digs. Like, like I, I one of my dreams, and and you know, hopefully, you and I will get to go there someday if we're, if we're our schedules would ever allow with our with our girlfriends, right? Our hottie girlfriends. Oh whatever, yeah. Go to the Maybe go to Egypt single. and see the pyramids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, baby, yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, I would love to go to the yeah, pyramids. I mean, I'd the, love to check uh, that out. Oh my. I would too. So I'm I'm so fascinated by by um, just the thought of you know aliens being out there and, and when we find them, I'm curious what you think about this. What do you think will be the impact? Uh, let's say let's say alien let's say aliens just fucking come down yeah. here. I know this is this is just totally yeah, 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 totally how do you think how do you think how do you think the world would respond? Like if if we really had like an Independence Day type yeah. thing where Oh, it's not, we don't think about, like, it's not a mystery, guys. We've got, you know, CNN, Fox, and every other news channel with a camera on a fucking spaceship. And there are people coming down to talk to us. Yeah. What the fuck? How do you think that would impact? I I think it it would definitely depend on a, a number of factors. Are they coming down peacefully? <laughs> if they come in do peace, they, do yeah. they come <laughs> down in peace and they're attractive to the eye? You know, like there's so yeah. much like hate and discrimination already with on this planet, just this planet. You know, like they would oh have God, to be yeah. perfect beings for us to be like, oh my gosh, all right, like let's work with you, let's learn from you. Because any imperfection, right. I feel like it would just start like an area, like just like a what was it, District Nine? Where there's like there's like yes. aliens and shanties and like shanty towns and you know, just, I, I don't think it would be as prosperous as Men in Black, where they hide in costume and from the day to day. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it, it would be a. It would just yeah. You'd, they'd have to be perfect beings, or you would see so much hate and discrimination come out from fear. Yeah. Yeah. I've often wondered if that would, you know, create uh, yeah, fear or a uniting. And I've, I, again, I think because I was raised so religious, I've often thought like, how would this, like if, 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 an, if, if again, this is totally just, I'm talking out of my ass at this point, but like, I've, I have really thought to myself, what if, you know, we did discover life on other planets and there was some kind of a, what a, a, a communication 
and they told us our history. And they said, yeah, you know, uh, you know, four million years ago, we seeded the, you know, with species from our planet to your planet because we were running out of space and we were destroying our planet. And so it would just be like, holy fuck. Like, how would that, how would that fuck they get here? They're like, the religious story? They're like, what the fuck do you do to this planet? God damn it. Our DNA yeah, like, ruins everything. <laughs> you guys are a bunch uh, of cuts. You fucked it all up. They're in polar ice caps. <laughs> What happened to our polarized caps? <laughs> Man, I just find it fascinating because I have wondered, like, how would that affect the, you know, the religious story or the Christian narrative? It's like all of a sudden we have cool. viable, yeah. factual. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, clearly. People, yeah. People need clarity or they let their fear or the unknowing just like separate them rather than have that compassion. They they, they, there's a lot of choices to, to have fear and separate rather than be like, all right, well, we're still humans on this earth. You're, you're not, yeah. not going anywhere. You know, like we're here together. Let's figure it out. Well, I think it was uh, President Ronald Reagan that said something about, uh, he said something about aliens would draw us together. I forget how, the, you'd have to look the clip up, but he said something just in reference to basically if, if there was some kind of an attack from outside, how that we would unify because I was always raised, you know, speaking of, you know, the racism and all the stuff going on in the world right now, you know, I was, I was always raised that there's one race and it's the human race. And I, I've, I've never really, I mean, yes, I know that there are, there is racism and there are people that are fucking racist, you know, shitty people like that. But, um, you know, I was just, wasn't raised to that. We're all the same. Yeah. We're all, we're all yeah. humans. We all are people. Uh, we all just need to love each other and fucking get along and, and, um, you know, like we can work together if we'll just, you know, put down our swords and fucking, you know, I know this is utopia, but, you know, I, I wish that we lived in a, in a world that wasn't, you know, didn't at least feel like we're on the brink of some kind of a civil war, uh, and, and so much polarization and yeah. so much division and, and fighting. And it's like, oh, if you're voting for this person, I fucking hate you and you're a piece of shit and I don't even want to be your friend anymore. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, you know. Um, anyway, bringing us down to back down to Earth, uh, away from ET and, and aliens and Martians. A um, uh, couple things. How can people uh, connect with you, follow you, or follow your your uh, journey at all? Yeah. Uh, if you're on Facebook, Will O'Keefe, O apostrophe K E E F, as in Frank E. Uh, I do live streams there, so feel free to join in. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I think it's going to become a new staple. We just did one this last Wednesday from the Art Gallery, uh, Union Terminal in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm going to start doing them there every oh, Wednesday cool. night, uh, as long as they'll have me. So feel free to join in on our streams, Wine Wednesdays with Will. And then Instagram, I believe it's W, my last name, O'Keefe, and 07. i got to change that sometime. But feel free to, to follow me on social medias. Uh, I'd love to connect with you. Cool. Well, brother, this was a, a an amazing conversation. It's a great time. And uh, thanks for being willing to, yeah, being willing to talk about just a bunch of crazy shit and being vulnerable and and authentic. I I appreciate it. That's what we, that's what we try to do here on the Timmy Gibson <laughs> Show, brother. <laughs> well, I appreciate you having me. <laughs> it's a pleasure chatting with you, man. Always. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, man. Have a great day. I'll talk to you talk soon. To you soon. Cheers. Okay, buddy. Bye bye.